Welcome to the brand new hit critically acclaimed morning show called the Wow. So check this out. Somebody posted a Facebook post. I'm sure this is everywhere. If you think you're useless, imagine being a lifeguard at the Olympics. Can you imagine though, like... How? Not often. Right. Like they have to do something. Right. Because they're like pros. These Olympic swimmers have to be so good at swimming, who would need to rescue them? This just happened like this week. A 25-year-old, Anita Alvarez, she is an Olympic swimmer. She was in the middle of her routine. She lost consciousness and began sinking to the bottom of the pool. So her coach who is also a former Olympian, jumped in the pool and got her out of there. So it's not her fault. She's it's okay. Not, it's not that she messed up. It's no. just that she fainted. Yeah. Coach, I think, said this. Our sport is no different than others, just in a pool. We push through limits, and sometimes we find them. So she must have been doing something really hard. Baby. She's just making the water noises. Yeah. So it's like we're at the pool. Right. Thanks, Mimi. Yeah, no problem. We can always count on you for those sound effects. That's right. I'm a trained professional lifesaver. <laughs> You're not, let's go. It is a little while. Me and Nini were just talking about this literally last week, and then I find out that this actually happens. And even if you're a pro, you bump into problems and limits, like they're saying. So good thing there are lifeguards at the Olympics. Anita is okay. Everything looks fine. She's everything's working okay. Blood pressure and everything else. So everything's okay. So thank goodness that everything turned out. But interesting that she needed help. Even a pro needs help. I think that's still a good life lesson. Now what do you want to talk about? Sesame Street. Sesame Street. There is an episode from February 10th, 1976. There's Margaret Hamilton, who was the Wicked Witch from The Wizard of Oz. She plays a witch throughout the whole episode. My broom! What's she doing with my beautiful broom? She wants to get this broomstick back, so she terrorizes somebody in the show. So you want some water? This ought to quench your thirst. <laughs> Sesame Street was inundated with complaints from parents about the episode, and it never aired on television ever again. I want to see it. We've got to see it. You don't like scary things. What do you even? You won't even read the Harry Potter books. We can find it on YouTube. Nice. All right. You want to hear about the taco thing? Or you got something else you want to talk about? Taco. So there is a taco chain in Europe, and it's blowing up in Europe. Like, everybody loves this place. And it's called O-Tacos. A massive tortilla pouch packed with meat, oozy cheese, and fistfuls of French fries. So it's like poutine in a tortilla. Sean, are you out there? I think you, you've got to tell us, have you had this... French taco with poutine inside it. Is that something he would like? I, I don't I, I don't know if he likes poutine or not. My friend Sean, big fan of the show, 
Big reason why we're doing these shows again. He's from Canada, and poutine is a big thing in Canada. I think he, I think he likes poutine, a good poutine. He's gotta check out these otakos. The bad news is, there was an otako, they opened up an otako about 14 months ago in the United States. And it had rats in it. <laughs> no, it didn't there have rats in the tacos. Why would you say that? No. <laughs> The problem is, it just didn't take off here. They tried it one store and it closed the United States. Opened in Brooklyn, in New York. But it sounds like they had a lot of operational issues and it was hard to manage the lunch rush. And it was hard to manage it from thousands of miles away where the headquarters is. I, I personally don't think they really tried. They opened one restaurant. I know, I know. I mean, we have a lot of other taco restaurants. And you open one restaurant, but it's not really going to do anything. I like your thinking. Yeah. I, I think they've got enough success on their hands to manage, but you're right. One experiment isn't enough. To find out the average of something, you have to, you could try it in a different place. Maybe New Yorkers don't want tacos. Where did you learn this stuff? Some science on uh, <laughs> averages. Okay. That's a very good point. Though we didn't get the same average, we didn't do it enough times. That's a really good point. We did it three times. Right. You, you should have done it more like 50 times. That's totally right, dude. You only do something three times. That's still not a really good indication of how something is really going to turn out. I mean, if you try something and you fail at it three times, maybe you're starting to understand a little bit about what's going on. But yeah, like a coin flip, if something has 50-50 odds and you only do it three times, you're either going to get 100%, 0%, or 66%. You, 66? Well, like, if you, flip, if you flip a coin three times, you're either going to get heads all the time, tails all the time, or you're going to get one head, two tails, or one tail, two heads, right? Yeah. And then so you're going to think, like, oh, the odds are 66% of getting heads. But that, you know that's not true. So yeah, three tries is not a very accurate way of getting the average. So if you flick it the same way, starting with the same thing, it could land on the same thing. I'm actually really good at doing that. I'm really good at like flipping a coin. Flips, like making it go your way. Yeah. Here's a dime. This might not be as easy. I think I can do it better with like a heavier coin. Tails. One tail. Tails. Two tail. Tails. Three tail. Okay. Tails. Tails. Yes. That was a lot of tails. 